Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Super Bowl week has plenty of distractions for both teams that are involved. And can the San Francisco 49ers get past the added distraction of inadequate practice facilities? Also, college sports are on their way to a crossroads that we all saw coming and how the Seattle Seahawks won the coaching carousel. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is sponsored by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your first purchase. The San Francisco 49ers are technically the away team going into this weekend's big game, but because of that, they also kind of have to work away from the modern-day NFL facilities, and it seems to be causing some field concern issues for the team. Here to help us break it all down is one of the hosts of Locked On 49ers, your daily podcast, breaking down the San Francisco 49ers, Brian Peacock. Brian, uh, tell us a little bit about what you know about this whole situation with the 49ers being uh, a little upset right now with the way that the on-field conditions are at their practice facility in Vegas. Yeah, it was all fun in games last week when you realized, okay, the, the Chiefs are the home team, so they get to choose uniforms color. Okay, 49ers are going to wear white then. They'll, they'll, they'll wear road whites. Chiefs are going to wear their home red uniforms. And then you realize, okay, well, the the Chiefs get the home locker room, which is all another thing. So Raiders fans are up in arms because the Raiders home oh. locker room <laughs> is right now. Uh, they don't like that at all. This is a no win for the, you know, the, the Bay Area rivalry with the Raiders and the Niners and then now the Chiefs with the AFC West rivalry. So Raiders <laughs> fans can't win here in Las Vegas with this game. Uh, so the 49ers have to practice at UNLV, which is a new state-of-the-art facility as well, but they have turf. And so apparently the NFL thought that it's a better idea to sod over turf with natural grass two days oh, before oh. a team has to come practice on it. And so apparently there's seams and it's too soft. We've got hard, we've got hardness levels that we're factoring in now. Uh, it's a 50 out of whatever it is, 80, a hundred hardness level where it should be in the seventies. So um, 49ers not happy about it. And as of now, the NFL is not going to force the chiefs into altering their schedule. So the 49ers can share the Raiders practice facility and so the 49ers at this point have to deal with it. If they cause a little bit more of a commotion, maybe can they get things to change? I don't know, but I don't know how much the turf can change at this point uh, when it's already yeah. time to, to go to work and start practicing for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I've heard the other option is for the 49ers to pay effectively to resod the field themselves or do something with the field themselves, which doesn't really feel like a very adequate solution. This feels like this is just a further continuation of the natural field versus turf argument that's been going on between players and the organization of the NFL, who, by the way, said that they were going to sit or that they did send people in to check it out and effectively said, well, we know the players have problems with it, but we deem it playable and decided to move on from there. Is this like a health and safety concern or is this more of a preference concern? I would imagine it's got to creep into health and safety at some point. Otherwise, mm -hmm. why would they have not, why would they saw it over the field anyway? If you have a brand new right. state of the art turf field, I assume that's fine to practice on for a week, unless you think that that's more likely to cause your players injury practicing for the game before the Super Bowl, or you want the closest uh, replication of the turf you're going to be playing on in the Super Bowl. Then there's rain involved as well uh, this week. So, um, I, 
I think it's all of the above. And the 49ers just want the best possible conditions to be ready to play the best possible game. And there's clearly an advantage right now for the Chiefs in that regard. Yeah, and this isn't the first time that we've heard some types of concerns around field conditions when it comes to the Super Bowl. Last year, we heard a lot after the game when it came to the Philadelphia Eagles and their complaints about the on-field conditions during the Super Bowl game itself. That doesn't feel like it's going to be a concern here, but what are some of the potential ramifications of the San Francisco 49ers enduring this over the week going into Sunday's game? Because it feels like this will still potentially have an impact in the biggest game in some of these players' lives. Well, I hope the impact is that just ticks them off even more. And so they're a little bit go. more angry. There's already been conversations about the 49ers effort level in the first half of the first two playoff games. And they uh, really it's it's odd that a team can play three quarters of good football and make it to the Super Bowl in the in the playoffs. And that's what the 49ers have pulled off. So they got to play 60 minutes and uh, they need to come out angry from snap number one. So maybe they'll feel a little slighted here and that'll help them uh, you know, play the underdog role as the away team here in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. But um, yeah, and look, if it was the field condition for the game, both teams have to play on it. So that's fair game, right? right? But, uh, and, and last year, the Chiefs were the away team and they had to play at ASU while mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles were practicing at the facilities for the Cardinals. So, you know, it, it, the Chiefs have gone through this on the other side as well. So I don't know if that makes them more or less likely to to not want to help out the 49ers in that situation, and allow them to practice on the field. But I have to imagine if it's a really big deal for the 49ers, they will be able to press their way into getting some field time and being able to practice at the Raiders facility there at Allegiant. So uh, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. But th- this is the Super Bowl, right? The the game is weird. The week is weird. The halftime's twice as <laughs> long. And you can't just treat it like another game because it's not just another game. Stay up to date all year on the San Francisco 49ers by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On 49ers on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, college sports are about to get a major facelift. And before we get to why, Philly will be headed to Brazil. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from the seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has plenty of last-minute tickets to your favorite team. They also make it easy to get in the gate with flash deals and zone deals. Game Time makes it easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They've even got views from the seats in the venue. Game Time has the lowest price guarantee. Now, you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. And right now, all Game Time users will get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use the code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game ticket. And don't worry, if you're not going to that game, just use the code Locked On for $20 off of your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering all the biggest stories in sports with our locked on local experts from around the network as well as our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe so that you can be a part of the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel now here's what you need to be locked on today 
The Philadelphia Eagles will play host the NFL's first regular season game in Brazil. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced on Monday in his State of the NFL media conference at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. The Eagles will face a to-be-announced opponent in Sao Paulo on Friday, September 6th, the day after the NFL season kicks off on Thursday night. This will be the NFL's first Friday game in over 50 years on opening weekend and the first time the Philadelphia Eagles have traveled and played internationally since 2018. Brazil is new for us this year, Goodell added. We think that this is giving us the ability to access more fans, not just here in the States, but on a global basis. And I think we're going to be a huge hit. We're excited. The Seattle Seahawks are set to hire Jay Harbaugh as their next special teams coordinator under new head coach Mike McDonald, according to a report. The 34-year-old Harbaugh served in that same role for the past five seasons at the University of Michigan under his father, Jim Harbaugh. In fact, a report from the Ann Arbor News last week stated that the younger Harbaugh was set to travel with his father to Los Angeles to coach with the Chargers, but he will instead reunite with McDonald in Seattle. McDonald and Jay Harbaugh have actually coached together in two previous seasons, first in the Baltimore Ravens staff in 2014, then again at UM in 2021. The Mavericks traveled to Philly to take on a Joel Embiid-less 76ers. The Mavs get the win against the 76ers. No Joel Embiid. No Melton, no no Batum, no no Robert Covington. This is a, a shortened down Sixers team, and then the Mavs are missing Lively and Exum. But still, Kyrie Irving returns, and let's start here slightly. Kyrie Irving returns, 23 points, 8 assists, 10 of 17 from the field. Very efficient night. Two steals for him as well. He led the run in the third quarter. That's what mattered. They, yeah. they needed a spark. They needed, they needed a galvanizing. They needed some kind of force that just took them to another level that did things that just not any normal NBA player can do. There's yeah. 450 of these guys, and there's only like 200 of them that do it well, and there's only like 15 of them that can do things that Kyrie Irving can do, right? Yeah, right. And like some nights, you just need a guy like that, and Luka can't do that every single night. It's got to be somebody else, and tonight, luckily, it was Kyrie. The Los Angeles Clippers entered the fourth quarter with the Atlanta Hawks leading by just one single point. A 149-144 loss by the Hawks to the Clippers tonight. Tate, you had a take where you said, you know what? There are no moral victories, but this kind of was close to one. Yeah, you know what? I always, I typically don't like to say this because I'm not a big moral victories person. Even though a lot of people say that they're not, I really feel like they are secretly. They just don't want to say it because they don't want to be that person. Um, and I just don't really believe in moral victories, but this is the one time I do feel like if there's ever a time that a moral victory should be accepted or acceptable, um, this is the one, you know, I always tell people all the time, I'm always going to give credit to where if there's just a more, you know, a better team, a more talented team on paper, on the court, whatever, a more superior team. Um, and they win confidently. I can learn to be okay with that. And the Kansas City Royals guarantee that their budding superstar at shortstop isn't going anywhere anytime soon. The Royals and Bobby Wood Jr. agreed to an 11-year deal that can be worth up to 14 years in that contract. Now, he's going to be making close to $290 million, and the way that contract is structured out, it really bodes well for the Royals. I personally believe... 
They even have him undervalued a little bit. I think he was somebody that could have gone for $350 million, but the way it's structured, we always knew it was going to be a bit backloaded. That happens with players signing long-term deals that the older you get, there's more security you want. He's only going to be making about $2 million to this team's payroll in 2024. But what a monumental day for this franchise. Here is another story you need to know. Well, if you were looking for the most interesting story of the day, uh, I bet you didn't expect you'd find it at Dartmouth College. Here to help us break down a very interesting story is our friend Isaac Shade from over at Locked On College Basketball and Locked On Tar Heels. So, Isaac, the Dartmouth men's basketball team or the Dartmouth basketball players are effectively being granted, thanks to a, a recent NCAA ruling, effectively employment status. Uh, with their teams. And it kind of feels like this is one of those sort of dramatic things that we knew that NIL was kind of heading to. So let me start off here. What are the pros that come with something like this? Well, the the pro of this whole like journey that we've been on the last couple of years, Ross, is really agency for the players, right? Like being Mm -hmm. able to, as any other college student, like if I am a computer programmer who's awesome at computer programmering, then I can get paid, my dude. But yeah. if I'm if I'm a college basketball player, until three years ago, it's like, thanks for letting me make millions off of your name yes. and face, but you get nothing. So this is the biggest part of it to me is the agency that it's allowed. We've been nipping and tucking at that a little bit with NIL, which is supposed to be, you know, um, not a pay for play thing, but it's kind of becoming that. And so this is the end that I've always assumed it was would be. And we'll, we can talk more about that, obviously. So I think that's the biggest pro is, is the agency for the players. Um, yeah. Ross, on on the, the negative side of it, though, like mm-hmm. the biggest con would be if, if the things we've done thus far with the NIL have been death by a thousand cuts to amateurism, this very thing mm. alone could be the thing that blows up amateurism completely and is done and gone. So I think it's like, if you hold on to that long held NCAA amateur amateurism model dearly, this might be sayonara. Mm. Now that's a big one because I, I, you would imagine that like if somebody is an employee, right, then they can be fired for poor performance. That's so right. at what point does something like this get in the way of coaches coaching and instead turn into coaches employing their players and, and, and sort of the, the, I guess the conflict that that can create. Is that kind of the big concern here? I think, I think it is very much for me because you think about collegiate athletics, your, your, con, your contract between you and the school and the coach is a scholarship and your mm-hmm. cost of living stipend, these things. But now if you are being paid as an employee of the institution, which is what this unionization would mean is that now you are effectively an employee of Dartmouth college. Um, Then yes, if, if your performance is not up to par, I should as the head coach, or if we get general managers or whatever this ends up looking like down the road, I should be able to fire you. And that's just almost like a no brainer. As we look up a level to the professional ranks that is where we're headed, right? And so, yes, 100%. I, I either as the coach or a general manager or whomever should have hiring and firing power. But then what does that mean for ADs? What does that mean for chancellors and presidents? And you just, it's a never-ending cycle that is going to have to be figured out. 
Yeah, you, you touched on something there that I think is really interesting. And that's sort of the, not just the impact on the players who would be the employees, but how does something like this potentially change the infrastructure of a university and how they manage from a hierarchical standpoint yeah. their their basketball teams, their sports teams, their programs? Well, you know what's funny about that, Ross? Like there were so many campus jobs. Like when I was in college, uh, I worked for like our grounds crew. I'm out here weed eating and blowing leaves and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, are like are we sitting in the same HR meeting together? Me and like the nation's leading score. Like, what does that look like now? Right, <laughs> right. Like, so right. <laughs> all of that is a factor in this. Like, what's wild about it is all the the literature that I've read on the Dartmouth situation is that basically if these players do because they're going to have to vote to unionize, that's still yet right. to happen. Um, they would just be brought into Dartmouth's longstanding union, the president or the head of whom is like one of their master painters on campus. And so it's like, it's wild how you would bring all these random people together. And so the, the ramifications of this thing are bonkers to me, Ross. It's always been the yeah. end game. And the questions have always been, how long would it take us to get to this point? And who would be the first school or state to do so. And now we know it turns out the answers are sooner than we thought it would be. And it's the really smart kids in the Ivy League that got us there. Stay up to date all year on the state of college basketball by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On College Basketball on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Seattle Seahawks improved the most after the coaching carousel stopped her. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Look, if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. As Christian McCaffrey goes, so does the Niners offense. FanDuel has over-unders on McCaffrey's total rushing yards at 91 and a half. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to join in on the Super Bowl fun. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Young offensive-minded head coaches were all the rage in this year's coaching carousel in the NFL. So why is it that Locked On NFL host Kevin Ostriker says it's the Seattle Seahawks who hired a defense-first coach who won the day? I think the Titans did make a good move in hiring Brian Callahan. It's not necessarily the flashiest move ever, but the history is there. And I think that at the end of the day, it'll pan out for Tennessee, at least hopefully for them. But I think for me... I have to go with Mike McDonald and the Seahawks is who won this coaching cycle. I just think he, he, in my opinion, look, maybe it's a little Ravens bias, right? Maybe a little, but I just feel like he was the prize of this whole thing. Seattle waited. They got their guy. They can build the staff around him. And of course they got to get the players. And it's not just all about the coach. If you don't have the players, you can't really succeed. But I think that with Seattle, the Carroll firing was a little shocking to some, but I think it's fresh blood. It's a new opportunity for Seattle. I think in my opinion, Seattle won this head coaching cycle. The NBA will unveil a brand new court for Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu's three-point contest. The league unveiled a state-of-the-art, full-video, LED 
court on Monday. Yeah, you heard that right. The high-performance, immersive sports floor is designed to enhance the fan experience in arena and on the broadcast as well through its interactive displays. During each event, visual effects displayed on the court will include the following. This is really cool. Design and color changes, live replays and other video content, real-time game stats, location-based player tracking animations, interactive games to keep fans entertained during the timeouts, and immersive animations following key plays and moments. This is going to be very interesting to see. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering all the top sports stories of the day with the help of our local experts here at Locked On and our national shows that cover each and every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today, we get the lowdown from Super Bowl Radio Row. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.